This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Denny Hamlin has won 31 Monster Energy Cup races in his illustrious 13-year NASCAR career. 11 times he has made it to the playoffs, and in less than 72 hours, he will begin the 10-race journey for one of the hardest trophies to win in sports. He'll join us for the full hour to talk about it next on NASCAR America. joined by Hall of Famer Dale Jarrett and somebody who may very well be a Hall of Famer one <laughs> yep. day, Denny Hamlin. A very busy week as the playoffs get started in Chicago. Thanks so much for being with us. How excited Thanks. are you to get things going? Ready to go. I, last time I was here, we were getting ready for the playoffs, so I'm ready to go. Yeah. Glad to have you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I mean, I know the week gets uh, a lot going on, and you're probably ready just to get in the race car and away from all of this, talking about it. Yeah, it, it's amazing how you crave those moments of going to work. Uh, so, yeah, we, we <laughs> crave you know going to practice on Friday, starting the process of a championship run. All right, let's talk about the season that you've had so far, and let's start with how Joe Gibbs Racing has performed overall in 2017. Earlier this year, a very big storyline was the fact that JGR had actually failed to visit victory lane through 18 races. No wins. Then Denny Hamlin won at Loudoun, and now JGR has won four of the last eight races, two by Denny and two by his teammate, Kyle Busch. One of those wins encumbered. Let's just get this business right out of the way. How disappointing was that for you to hear after such a big win at Darlington? Uh, it, it took the wind out of my sails. You know, I know that it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, our finish. My competition knows that it had nothing to do with the, the finish, but it's still an asterisk, right? So um, it, it, it took a moment from, like, I was about to ask Joe for that car, and I think I was going to get it. I wanted that car. I was The paint job was amazing. It was yeah. so special to me because of that weekend and the, the people I had in attendance there, uh, you know, watching that, that Flying eleven. And then, you know, it just all kind of gets mud thrown on, which, you know, that really stunk. But 
uh, it's part of the process, and we just we got to move on. Yeah, I think everybody in the business knows how good you are there. You certainly don't need any advantage whatsoever. Could it be, Denny, in a situation like this where you're already in the playoffs and trying to get a little bit more, are you guys pushing the envelope just to see how far you can go and maybe, and I know these parts and pieces bend and move throughout these races, uh, and so did that allow you and, make, and get you to a position that this won't happen in the next 10 races? Yeah, and, and I think what's unique about that racetrack is how dirty and sandy that racetrack is, and it took its toll on our car. We we took it back to the shop that following week. We took it apart, and there was so much sand and tire rubber built in and jammed in there. Mm -hmm. it, it just it knocked us out of tolerance, you know. So it's definitely nothing that we started the race uh, intending uh, to be a problem, but it just turned out it was. You don't have Mike Wheeler, your crew chief. He was suspended for two races, so he won't be there in Chicago. Um, how does that affect you as you begin the playoffs in this way? Well, it affects us Friday and Saturday for sure. I think, you know, he does such a great job managing the race team. Um, you know, uh, when you have to make quick changes, I mean, that's something that, that Mike Wheeler is very familiar with, my tone of voice, how I express myself through, through my hands. He knows me well. Um, I, I think practice went a little slow for us at Richmond. We were a little bit behind the eight ball in each one of the practices because we didn't get our changes quite done quite quick enough. So it affects us. It really does. Even though people think, well, you're staying in touch anyway, having someone live there in the moment, uh, you know, it, it always means more. So do you then in turn get a little more maybe animated and a little more involved with, with changes and, and helping them to go uh, in a little quicker fashion? Yeah, so I need to change how I communicate. Usually, you know, I, I finish my run and I'm, I, I process it myself. Then I go in the garage and tell the crew chief what I think. I think I need to be a little bit quicker with what my uh, comments are a little bit earlier so they can process it and get the changes done. Well, the fact remains you earned a trip to the playoffs before the win was encumbered. So congratulations yeah. on that note, your 11th playoff appearance. I know you were at Media Day down in Charlotte yesterday, and you saw the new Monster Energy Cup Series trophy. What were your thoughts on how cool that thing is? It's huge. It's, it's, it's such a great trophy, and NASCAR and Monster Energy did a great job um, you know, designing this thing. And, I mean, it's, I, I hope it's the trophy forever for NASCAR. It is just an amazing trophy. Um, it's heavy. It's big. It's everything that a that a prestigious championship trophy should be. Yeah, Danny, I know that you, as a driver and a competitor, you don't need any more motivation to try to win a championship. But when you see new things like that trophy, the the new playoff system, does that make you want to be the first one to have one of those and to win in a new playoff system? It absolutely does. I know it's silly, but I, I race for the trophies. I always so they always have the trophy up at the drivers' meeting for the race that we're we're racing for, right? And there are some trophies where I, I, I just get starstruck. I'm just like, wow, I really want to win that. Um, so I, I think the last one really on my list of, like, awesome trophies I want to win is probably at California. Uh, but, yeah, I've got some great ones. So you prefer this Monster Energy Cup Series yes. trophies to, say, like a 44-pound lobster? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we could not show oh. this video enough. Are you sick of seeing this? Oh, it's just so bad. Uh, <laughs> that thing is alive. It's it just, I, I'm at that point, I'm just begging for someone to take it out of my hands. But in a couple of weeks, you wouldn't mind holding another one, would you? 
For a few minutes, I could, I could, I could yeah. bear to do it one more time. Whoa! This, see, that, I, see, that moment took a lot of heat. <laughs> that moment right there took a lot of heat. Just sideswiping the family. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're going to be back there in just a couple of weeks, and one of your better racetracks. Yeah. So as we, you set up for the the playoffs to get started, I mean, all, I know you like to think that, and you probably can win at all ten. But uh, there has to be a round that you look at with the three tracks so different. Uh, you're pretty good at all of these uh, uh, in this first round. Yeah, and you know, honestly, how many drivers? that are in the playoffs can say they can win every single racetrack. There's not there's not that many, and, and I feel like that we can. Dover's the one average track, I'd say, that, that we have uh, through the playoffs. So we look for the first two. to. That's where we need to continue to get bonus points, stage points, and uh, hopefully make our job to Homestead a little bit easier. Yeah, are, are stage wins something now that, I mean, you know, Truex and, and your teammate Kyle Busch have pretty much dominated those. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you now see you've had 26 races to look at this. But do you look at them a little bit differently because how much more they might even mean here uh, as the playoffs start? Absolutely. I mean, really for the first two rounds, you're still going to accumulate points. So yeah. we know Truex is not done getting stage points or stage wins and, uh, and probably race wins. So, You've got to keep gaining points. You can't just uh, – I will say this. I think that the strategy will shift slightly from people trying to get stage points to actually trying to get good finishes. I, I do think that the strategy does shift slightly once the playoffs start. Does that evolve from round to round? Because it seems like you could potentially points race or figure out how to just get out of that initial round of 16, and then as the field yes. gets chopped and chopped, becomes much more about, about a finish. I think so, and it's also situational, right? It's who you're racing. You know, it's mm -hmm. where you're at in points. You know, we, right now we're, we're probably middle of the pack as far as the grid's concerned. Um, so we'll try to do everything we can to maximize day points. Now, if we have a car that is, is capable of winning, we will err on the side of strategy-wise to give up stage points to try to get the race win because yeah. those five points are more important. Certainly. Yeah, well, social media has had a huge presence within your sport. I know you're very active on social media, and I think NASCAR in the playoffs has done a really nice job of helping fans connect on social media to what you guys are doing and following your journey. There's a hashtag, and there's also an emoji uh, for all the drivers who are in the playoffs, you can see Denny's there right in the middle of the FedEx truck, the number 11. Your thoughts on on your emoji? Uh, Denny delivers. I mean, hopefully that's, <laughs> uh, that's going to be uh, said a lot throughout the, the playoffs. So uh, I think it was appropriate, uh, you know, the purple FedEx truck there. You know, I, I should be walking out there with a Monster Energy Cup trophy. Yeah, it's been one of those uh, <laughs> sponsorship deals that has been around for a long time in mean, your entire yeah. career. And, and so, you know, not a lot of people, especially this day and, day and time, uh, as sponsors have kind of come in and, and you've had to break up uh, with races. Mm -hmm. But it says a lot about what you've been able to accomplish and do with them. No no doubt. I mean, my relationship with FedEx is just amazing. It's been a great, you know, 12-year, 13-year relationship yeah. with them. Um, and I'm entrenched in, in the FedEx family. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a great ride with them. I think me and Jimmy are the only two guys to yeah. have been the same company their, their entire careers. So that's something I'm awful proud of. Yeah. All right, well, Denny's going to be with us for the entire show. And we are also, by the way, going to be mixing in driver interviews from Wednesday's Playoff Media Day as well. We are going to hear from Denny's playoff teammates, the 2003 Cup champion Matt Kenseth and the 2015 Cup champion Kyle Busch. We also have interviews with seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson, who does have a certain knack for turning up his game come playoff time. And Denny's also going to join Parker Quiggerman in the NBCSN iRacing Simulator and show us how to navigate the first playoff track, Chicagoland Speedway. And he is going toe-to-toe -to -toe 
with Dale Jarrett in a sport that they both love, and that is golf, a putting contest for major bragging rights. That is all ahead on NASCAR America. NASCAR America is brought to you by new Mobile One Annual Protection, proven protection for one full year. The Verizon IndyCar Series is right here on NBCSN. American Joseph Newgarden racing for his first championship in the final race of the season. That is the Grand Prix of Sonoma. That's Sunday at 6.30 Eastern here on NBCSN. Well, Martin Jones Jr. is coming off a dominant regular season with four race wins. He led the series in stage wins, top tens, laps led, and most importantly, playoff points with 53. And during playoffs media day at the Hall of Fame, the number one seed spoke with Dave Burns. Well, now that the playoffs have started and there's a big truck parked outside with all of Martin Truex Jr.'s playoff points that are going to follow him all the way to Miami, he hopes. Uh, is there anything you guys didn't do right, Martin, at the uh, up to this point? We, we could have won a few more races. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's racing. That's part of it. I think um, nine times out of ten in these, it seems like these days, the best car doesn't win. And, you know, we had a good chance of winning 10 plus if we could have done everything perfect and had the greatest luck ever. But um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we, our team's done an amazing job all year long of being prepared each week and bringing our best stuff to the track and, uh, and getting the job done. So it's been fun. All right, so the season ended ugly. Uh, that gentleman who had a hard time finding a place to smile in the photos, where's his head at now? Oh, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was fine by Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, excited to go to Chicago and um, you know look forward to the opportunity that it presents us honestly um, you know the last year the first round was really good for us one two the three um, could have won all three hopefully this year we'll win all three but uh, we'll see how it goes so feeling good and uh, last week's behind us for sure yeah the 15 drivers represent a variety of uh, I would say success level in the sport but also some that have matched speed with you this uh, this season so who do you see as your biggest competition well I, I, I hate to point point fingers or point people out because you just don't know I mean this any given weekend any given weekend how it's going to go racing luck I mean there's I can tell you this this is going to be the hardest it's got to be the hardest championship to win in sports I mean just with the unknowns of racing in general right I mean you got 30 40 cars out there every week you're not just racing those other 16 guys and you know round two you're not just racing those 12 so it's difficult. It's racing. Um, obviously, the 18 to 42 have been really fast lately, um, along with us, and you know, so they're going to be good for sure. But you know, again, this is racing. There's no guarantees, and there's a lot can happen. Well, sounds like Martin Truex Jr. over last weekend and ready to stay number one. <laughs> One of the reasons he was so frustrated is because of that final caution. He was uh, the one that was pouting in the photo with all For 16 sure. drivers, but there was also a little bit of a dust-up between you and him at the end of the race. Has, has everything settled with that for you two? Yeah, we were good within 10 seconds, really. Uh, he was very upset with that caution. I was a mere sidebar for, <laughs> for his uh, how upset he was, but, you know, it was a, a mistake on my part. It, you know, just like him and Indy, right? He just, he, I drove in there. And I, I laid on the splitter. I had damage on the right front uh, from contact earlier and just flat out drove right into his left rear. Um, obviously, not, you know, something you don't do racing for second place. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a tough guy that's uh, going to be one to beat. This is something that happens, like you said, with all drivers. So when you make a mistake or something goes wrong and you own it immediately as a driver, how far does that go in just quenching everything right off the bat as opposed to letting it fester and become a bigger story than it is? 
Well, I, I think we saw that a few years ago, right? With yeah. the 22 and 20, you can't let things just pretend that it's not there. So, um, you know, the first thing I did is as soon as I saw Cole, I, I talked to Cole. As soon as I saw Martin, I talked to him. Um, they know, you know, there's no intent there. But you, I, I think it's important that you got to bury the hatchet early, right? Yeah. You, I always say that even if you don't agree with your opponent's side of things, at least acknowledge them yeah. and, 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 and empathize with them even if you don't believe it, because yeah. because ultimately they can make your job harder uh, if they really want to. Yeah, especially starting the playoffs here. That's not the way that you want to get started into that. And and when you look at that team and, and that driver in particular, as dominant as they have been, Mark brought up a great point there. It, it, it's still so difficult to get into this 10-race playoff and, and really have anybody as a favorite. We can talk all we want about the numbers and look at all of that, but everything, even though he has a, a nice advantage and, and a nice points lead there to begin with, so many things can happen that are out of your control. It's, yeah, I totally agree with the statement. It's the hardest hardest championship to win because there are so many variables, right? And in, in other sports, you have your competition. They make a mistake, you capitalize. Well, in racing, your opponent can make a mistake, and it catches you up in it, and you get part of their bad luck. So, um, yeah, it's so hard. There are so many variables, so many different cautions, other cars on the racetrack that aren't even part of the playoff yeah. picture. So it, it is, you have to have, it, it's speed and luck that will win this championship. Well, when you look at Chicago, though, and coming up, is he the man to beat if you're going to try to get that first win and move on? I mean, it's a mile and a half, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you would <laughs> think that uh, Martin's going to be one of the guys that, he, that you're going to have to beat. Uh, I, I could consider him the the barrier that we're going to have to reach uh, if we're going to win this championship and and until proven otherwise we'll treat it that way yeah. yeah he won the race last year he's been dominant on the long run uh, we're going to see what everybody's bringing to the table on sunday though of course and by the way the cup race is part of a great day of motorsports here on nbcsn take a look nbcsn brings you three big races on one day from f1 spectacular night race to the first nascar playoff race to the indycar championship don't miss a second of the action Sunday on NBCSN. Start your weekend early with Thursday Night Football. J.J. Watt and the Texans taking on Andy Dalton and the Bengals. It is tonight at 8 Eastern on NFL Network. Rookie Deshaun Watson getting the start at QB for Houston. And back here on NASCAR America, Denny Hamlin has been here all day. He's been keeping busy. Hamlin, who is good friends with Michael Jordan, showing off his basketball skills with DJ. And then he sat down with Roto World's Josh Norris to talk about another one of his passions, fantasy football. We'll check in with him in just a little bit on that. But to be a NASCAR driver in this era, you really have to be an all-around athlete. Denny Hamlin is a standout in both basketball and golf, and Jimmy Johnson has a passion for cycling. Earlier this year, he went on a 100-mile trek up a mountain just two days after racing 400 miles at Kansas Speedway. And Johnson, who is seeking a record eighth cup title, spoke with Marty Snyder at Media Day in Charlotte. Hey, stop me if you've heard this movie before. Jimmy not running very well in the regular season, and they're going to be terrible in the playoffs, right? So how many times have you gotten that question today? It's been a popular one. <laughs> um, I, I hate that we're in this position. You know, it's something that we work really hard to avoid. But, uh, you know, every team has 
tendencies and traits and you know we typically get a quick start and then summer can be hard and it was and then we fire back off again so uh, I, I guess the good news is you know we're optimistic we know that our best tracks are ahead and uh, fall is here so let's go is it uh, something Canals brings to the final 10 races something you bring to the final 10 races why does it always seem the 48 is in a different mode in the final 10 races in the playoffs you know, after living it through the years, I, I, I really feel like it's the tracks. Um, you know, we, we, we do perform very well under pressure um, and can make great decisions under pressure, and that's what's led to the championships and the race wins that we have. But, uh, you know, through all the years and averaging out thoughts and beliefs and, and uh, hypothetical, you know, conversations of what could be, right. uh, it's the tracks. I really believe it's the tracks. You sit at 36 behind Truex, so is that going to be the focus? Is How do you make up that gap to the 78 the entire playoffs or what? Yeah, I don't think that's realistic. I mean, I guess mathematically you could get there, but um, I don't think it's realistic to get ahead of Martin. So he's at feel of a lock for, for Homestead. Hmm. Um, but Martin can also win in those final three races, and then that opens up to, to playoff points. Martin could win all three of those races, <laughs> and, and the next three spots are based on playoff points. So we, we don't know um, how it will play out, but we do know we need those playoff points. Yeah, you certainly do. So let's be honest. Last year going in the playoffs, what percentage chance did you give yourself to win it all, and what do you feel like your chances are this year? I feel like I'm in, I'm in a similar spot. Um, in my heart of hearts, I know what this team's capable of, and I, I feel like we should be in the conversation. I know our, our recent races don't show that and reflect that, and they didn't last year. Um, so I, I guess just don't count us out. You know, it's, it's don't write us off. Um, there's still a lot of fight and desire in this team, sure. and we're here for one reason, that's to win the championship. Have you allowed yourself a little bit to think about number eight? I haven't, uh, and I didn't with seven until I saw the white flag and I knew it was in the lead at Homestead. Yeah. You know, it's just a different way to win a championship now, and you've got to systematically work through it. I need to make it to the round of 12, from there to the round of eight, right. round of four, you know, and, and that's just the way it is and the way this format uh, kind of forces you to think. I'll finish the way I started. We've seen this movie before, and I agree with Jimmy. Don't ever count out the 48. He has earned that right. He did win at Dover and Texas this year, which are two tracks featured in the playoffs. So, Denny, I'll put the question to you. It's what everybody's been wondering. What do you expect from Jimmy Johnson coming into the playoffs this time around? I don't know. It's up for debate. I mean, I think last year they at least showed a little bit more speed with about three to four races ago before the uh, playoffs started. You know, they were – you could see signs that they were starting to turn it on. The 24 starting to run fast. Um, I, I think that they are laying in the weeds a little bit, um, but I mean, I certainly won't count him out. He's, he's burnt me a time or two. So, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that team in specific, I think that, you know, they can do great things even if they don't have the best race cars. So, um, you know, who knows until it all gets fired up. Yeah, he's one of those drivers that and you mentioned that taking a race car, I think that's what champions are made of and the better, and you do things uh, similar at, at tracks too, to where you take a car that's really not the best car there, maybe not even a top five car, and you put yourself in a position to win. That's important here in the playoffs in particular. And we talked about that off camera. It's like, you know, you take Jimmy to Dover, and he, he's going to take a 10th place car and win with yeah. it. So you, you better come with, with all you got. So there's there's a few racetracks, and I do believe what Jimmy said is true, is that the, the, the tracks really line up well for him. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got some exceptional tracks there that uh, he, he can take cars that are subpar and perform great with them. Let's take a closer look at the playoffs and just see where everybody is starting this thing. And when you talk about Jimmy Johnson, 
and kind of where he sits. One of the things you just mentioned, Denny, that I'm curious about, if you are a team that earned a trip to the playoffs early and you're trying to turn it on, let's say, to make it past the first round, at what point, if you have the luxury of doing so, are you going to start flashing the signs that you may get it? I mean, are there teams that show up and just have it, or is it a gradual progression and you start to see, oh, he's fast, oh, he's fast, or she may be fast? It, it's amazing that as soon as the playoffs start, you start. You know, it used to be yellow, now it's going to be green. You're going to see a lot of green spoilers and a lot of green front ends at the front of the pack. They mm -hmm. just find a way to get up there. I think 2014, the first time the, that they had this format and I was part of the final four, I mean, we were all running one, two, three, four. Yeah. I mean, you just find a way and these teams, you know, they, they, they hold a little back until it really counts. When you look at the playoffs and you think about it, though, Danny, it, does it really do you any good or or is it just would be a waste of time to think about anyone else other than what you need to, to be doing until you get to Homestead uh, because it's really about advancing yourself and not worrying about what the competitors are doing? I think the, there's there's three times throughout this playoff you think about the competitors, and that's in the elimination races, right? If you haven't locked yourself in, it's mm -hmm. situational to them. You don't get off sequence. If you've got a point lead on them, you do not get off sequence with them. You stay on sequence with those guys you're racing in points to make sure you don't get burnt by something like that. Um, and the other is when you get to Homestead, it's all about, yeah, it's the same thing. You're racing those three competitors, so you have to make sure you, you don't get too far off the track from them. Is there a driver that you see out of this group of 16 that we may not be thinking of right now that you think could potentially make an impact? I know on our race coverage, many people have pointed to Kurt Busch as a driver that is showing signs right now that he could potentially do something in the playoffs. Is there uh, an outlier or an X factor in your mind? I mean, I don't know that he's an X factor, but I, I think one of the most dangerous guys in, in a playoff format is probably Kevin Harvick because I think he's the least likely to make mistakes. Um, he's got experience. Um, he's got some bonus points to go with him. Um, and, and I think that when you, say, when you say that Kurt Busch is starting to turn it on, well, that means Stuart Haas is starting to turn it on as well. And I would say that, that, Jim, or that uh, Kevin will be a guy that we're going to have to deal with before this is all said and done. Yeah, we talked about this earlier on a Facebook Live that we did, but when you get into that second round, right in the middle of two mile-and-a-half tracks, you have Talladega. Yeah. So you're in there trying. So what was your response? <laughs> if you can't win? If I can't win, I hope somebody way outside the playoffs wins. So let's, <laughs> let's see a surprise dark horse winner there at Talladega. Listen, you mentioned, uh, well, I mentioned for you that you're a standout at both golf and basketball. <laughs> that was a stretch. And uh, it's a bit of a stretch, but we did mention your fantasy football team. This is something that, that you're into? I am. I mean, it's that time of year. Here's uh, your roster. Okay, listen. Tom Brady at First QB. of all, you can't judge me on my running backs and tight ends. <laughs> I stacked my team with wide receivers, which is simply, yeah, look. It's simply trade bait to get the better tight ends later in the season. Listen, running backs never stay healthy. You're going to get someone really good off waivers uh, middle of the season that will tear, uh, carry your running back. It's about wide receivers in my league anyway. It's, mm -hmm. it, they're big bonuses for long TDs, you know, receptions, things like that. So I'm in a good spot. One and oh. Yeah, defense and special teams, Jaguars, that's a solid That's a solid pickup. Well, let you I mean, take some credit for that. I mean, good last week, 24 points. And I like your kicker there, Ryan Suckup from Hickory, North Carolina. Kick, <laughs> Hickory High School. Now, are yeah. you into this as well? Are you a fantasy no, football I'm not. guy? No, You're not. Mm -mm. No, You're but not I, keep, I keep up with it, but I'm not. Do you have, yeah. a, um, you have a cool fantasy football name? Like anything creative? No, Nothing no, like that. I'm not. 
creative. You're not cool <laughs> like that? Well, uh, when we come back, we're going to focus on Denny's playoff teammates at Joe Gibbs Racing. Can Kyle Busch contend for the title, or will Matt Kenseth end his time with JGR on top? We're going to hear from both of those drivers and continue talking to the standouts when we come back. Stay with us. NASCAR America is brought to you by new Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for one full year. NASCAR America is brought to you by STP, helping engines run better longer since 1954. Well, this weekend, it's a NASCAR doubleheader in Chicagoland Saturday, the Xfinity race at 3.30 Eastern here on NBCSN, and then Sunday at 3 Eastern, the first race of the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs right here as well on NBCSN, so make sure you're with us for that. Joe Gibbs Racing and Hendrick Motorsports lead the way in this year's playoffs, each with three drivers, and yesterday, during Playoff Media Day, our reporters spoke with two of Denny Hamlin's teammates, 2015 Cup champion Kyle Busch and 2003 Cup champion Matt Kenseth. Well, Kyle Busch has been down this road many times heading into the playoffs, and I feel like heading into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. How do you feel about how the 18 team is running right now going into the playoffs? I feel pretty good about it. You know, obviously this year has been a really good year for us. We started out the year with some speed, not as great a speed as some others that we've right. been around, but uh, we've been right there. You know, we've had chances to win a lot of races. We didn't start coming through until later in the summer and uh, feel still pretty good about everything. So looking forward to these uh, final 10 weeks. Let's talk about strengths and weaknesses going into these final 10 weeks. Let's start with strengths. What do you feel like the biggest strength of the 18 team is right now? Uh, I think the biggest thing is myself and Adam Stevens. You know, um, maybe Adam Stevens and myself. You know, <laughs> one, one way or the other, I feel like him and I and, and the way we communicate with our team and everybody else, I feel like that's really a good strength for us. It was the beginning of the year almost a help to the team now because you guys did have to work so hard to kind of find the speed and get the Camry where you wanted it and now the results are showing from that well i think also you know the speed that adam and i have shown we've shown all year long we've been right there we've been probably the the second toyota i'd say to, to martin obviously but um you know nothing against our teammates not to knock them but they just weren't quite as good as what the 18 was and they've got they've definitely caught up as of late so they're, they're peaking at the right time as, as many would say but uh, i feel like we've kind of kept the speed of the jgr bunch all year long and so i feel like that's probably why um that's our best case for the chase and that brings up a great question which i know you've had to answer for months now but how do you beat the 78 in these final 10 races i don't know man it's just uh it's going to come down to to circumstances i think you know um obviously at at the brickyard i felt like we had a great shot and a great chance of being able to beat him out there and and certain things happen um some other races that we've had faster cars than them earlier this year and and we were able to capitalize on those we won with you know bristol obviously um and and being able to win at pocono so there are times that we are faster than them it's just a matter of when and, and what weekend that's going to be on all right, racetracks in, in the in the playoffs. Other than Talladega, is there one track you may be a little worried about? Probably Texas. Um, I look at that just because of the repave, you know, and obviously turns one and two being vastly different than what they've ever been. So trying to learn something new that uh, that nobody's really known about. We didn't quite have the best showing of that earlier this year when we were there for the spring race. So that's probably the only other one. When you go through all this, is how much are you thinking about Miami? Because after all, that's where it all matters, right? I'm looking forward to that race the most. Of course, you got to be in the top four to be looking forward to that race. But uh, I feel like there's no reason why we shouldn't be in the top four. So I feel like Homestead Miami is going to be one that you got to look forward to and one that you got to work hard towards and one that you got to be really focused for when it comes down to time. Obviously, for good reason, Kyle Busch, Adam Stevens feeling very good about their chances in 2017. Well, the look on his face and the tweet following Richmond said it all. Really? Matt endured that. He has endured winlessness this year. Contract discontinuation. Are you ready for the playoffs? Is winlessness a word? 
Uh, discontinuation is, I know that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm ready to try to break that winlessness streak. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Uh, seriously, though, it's been a lot of distraction uh, besides just the racing. So, I mean, you ready to go? Yeah, uh, I'm ready to go. So, um, I'm glad we're in. We had a uh, pretty tough uh, first few months of the season. And uh, I'm pretty proud of my team, what they did from eh, June to to now to get us back up to, I think, before Richmond, eighth in points or something like that, a chance to finish like seventh in regular season points um, before we had our problems with Richmond. So I, I thought that was good. Our performance has been better. Pit Road's been great. So I feel like, um, you know, right now we're in the best shape we've been all season. Well, and you're always pretty even keeled. What's been the rock solid best part of your life outside some of the craziness of the racing? I think just doing interviews with you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously doubt that. It may have a humorous effect, but other than that, uh, for your playtime. But seriously, um, how do you keep it all together? I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. You just got to keep it in perspective. Um, you know, you, you just prepare as hard as you can. Uh, you try to do the right things um, on and off the track, race as hard as you can, and hope the results are there. Sometimes they're going to be, sometimes they're not. And uh, just try to do the best job you can at, at, at um managing the things you can control and the things you can't control after it's over just get over it try to learn and do better at the things you can control and go from there so you enter round one with just a few bonus points so what are you focused on for the first three tracks trying to get a win i mean it's been a long time since we've won a race i feel like we're way too good a race team to be winless for this long um you know so really that's my focus i mean it's been my focus all year we haven't been able to do it yet but um really to get to victory lane you know if you can win races obviously it moves you moves you the next round so i, I think um you know, that's on a, that's the, the main number one goal is to get that win. A lot of appropriate talk about the speed of the Toyotas. Uh, how much of an advantage is that for you guys going in? Well, if you have the fastest car, that's definitely an advantage. I don't know that we've had the fastest car uh, this year at all or very many times. There's been a couple times we, we probably did. If we would have played our cards right, we probably could have won. Um, 78's probably been the best car all year long. Um, you know, and 18's been a lot better, you know, lately. But there, there's a lot of good cars that are in this field. I wouldn't just, you know, put all your eggs in the in the Toyota basket. I think uh, Toyota and TRD has done a great job of giving us really fast race cars. But there's a lot of a lot of fast cars in this grid. All right. So Matt doesn't have the win yet. If he can just get over the winlessness, we'll see him on to round two as well. All right. So does Matt Kenseth just torture us as journalists, or do you get his sense of humor as well? I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> you get it a little we're bit. We're tight. You know, I, I, I understand him. <laughs> yeah, and Dave, unfortunately, was working Saturday night when we had Matt on the set before the race, and he said that only his jokes, Matt's, are funny. So that's, uh, obviously, Dave didn't hear that. So if he had known, he wouldn't have gone that that's way. That's Matt's number one rule. That's his number one rule, is, isn't it? He yeah. is a pretty funny guy. I think a lot of fans are curious about this teammate dynamic that exists in the playoffs, where all of a sudden, you know, you guys have been working together under the umbrella of the same organization, and it's playoff time, and you don't have any friends. I mean, how would you describe the dynamic that exists between having two other teammates in the playoffs and also having Daniel Suarez, who is not in but is still on the track and can be a valuable resource. Yeah, I mean, everyone's valuable to your race team. I mean, we will continue to do the exact same things that we've done throughout the entire season, working with all of our teammates, going to all the meetings, making sure that uh, we're, we're giving all the information we can to, to help them and they can help in turn help us. So, I mean, that's what's made it successful. So I don't see any reason of changing it right now. Okay, so you've gone all year, and everybody talks about it. Your teammates talked about it. You've talked about it at times that this 78 car is the fastest car out there. I mean, I know that you have an alliance with them. Uh, do you shake your head sometimes and say, what is it that we're just not seeing or that makes them a little bit better each week? 
Uh, it's the details, right? It's the, it's the smallest things that that can change, that can completely change your race car. And uh, I think we've done some serious studies to figure out, you know, why. Um, you know, even when we weren't running well, they were running well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we looked in the mirror and, and saw some differences and uh, saw some things that we could do better. And so they're constantly, hey, I mean, that's the, it's a negative that, hey, you're taking your best stuff and you're just handing it over. But it's also a positive because you can learn from them. And they've, they've taught us a few things that's allowed us to catch up. I'm still trying to understand it. It's a simple question, but, I mean, is it is it then a personnel issue where they they have guys that are doing things that you're not doing? Um, I mean, maybe it's a procedural thing. You know, it's the way they, you know, they, we give them all the parts, right? But they're assembling them and they're, you know, they're building their own bodies as well. So it's not like, um, you know, that that's half the battle, right? Yeah. Is, is uh, the aerodynamics of things. But I think that, you know, they just do things really well. They, they're a smaller shop, so they can spend more attention on their race cars. Uh, we are a bigger organization. We're we're not only building our cars, but we're also building two more cars for them. Um, so, I mean, things move, move a little bit slower at, at, at JGR than what it does at Furniture Row. They probably can do things to their car on a daily basis because <laughs> it's right there in front of them. They don't have any distractions. Good point. We mentioned um, Daniel Suarez and also Eric Jones is going to come over to JGR next year as well. So the two rookies this year that we've really been focused on are going to be at JGR next year. What have you made of what Eric Jones has been able to do? Didn't make the playoffs, but ultimately, you know, three straight top fives to end the year and some really impressive moments for him. Yeah, he's definitely gotten better, that's for sure. And I think Daniel has as well. But Eric's, uh, you know, a great talent. Uh, I've got to race with him in the Xfinity Series quite a few times. Um, You know, we see his performance out there on Sundays now starting to get better and better. So, um, yeah, he's going to be a guy. He would be a guy, if you had to name someone right now, who's going to win a race that's not in the playoffs, he's probably the top of the list, right? So he's, he's been challenging for race wins here lately, and uh, I would expect that not to change. All right, so Kyle Busch has 40 career cup wins. Matt Kenseth has 38. Do either of you have any idea how many career cup wins you have? Do you know? I'm getting ready to move down a notch here uh, after he wins oh, two so more races. Oh, so you do races. know? Yes, oh. I only know because I was looking have? at everything. Do you know how many career cup wins you have off the top of your head? 31. Okay, so you both 32, knew. Yeah. I don't know why we were under the impression that you guys may not know how many you we had. We talked about counting trophies earlier and the yeah. cool trophies that we <laughs> well, had. Well, sometimes, DJ, you don't remember some key moments <laughs> oh, of right. your career. You're exactly right. But what do you think about this, Denny, that, that you're about to to tie mm. Dale in, in the all-time wins list. Is this extra motivation for you? Does this really light a fire in the playoffs for <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> I'm thinking I need to have a helmet made. <laughs> yeah. In honor of Dale Jarrett. Oh, you know? yeah. I think there's someone in our sport that's doing helmets for guys that they pass. So, yeah, I course. need a Dale Jarrett helmet. Well, I appreciate that. You're going to pass a lot more than me, so I don't have any problem with it. Uh, yeah, but as you mentioned earlier in the show, as we came on, a future Hall of Famer right here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, know. You know, all season long we've heard from a lot of drivers, young drivers like William Byron, uh, honing their skills in iRacing. So coming up next, Denny Hamlin is going to try his hand at the simulator to show us the many challenges of racing at Chicagoland Speedway with Parker Quigerman. That's coming up.
It is time now to reveal this week's nominees for the Pit Crew All-Stars. And we're going to start with Tyler Rader, gas man for Plumenard's 2017 at Richard Childress Racing. He also works on Brandon Jones's team in the Xfinity Series. And Rader played football for five years at West Virginia, earning Fiesta and Orange Bowl wins during his career. Coming up next, Chris Winchell, front tire changer on the 43 team at Richard Petty Motorsports. And Winchell had never watched a NASCAR race before his first Pit Crew trial. But in high school, he competed in drag racing events with a car that he built himself. And finally, we have Liz Pristella, tire specialist for the 37 team at JTG Darty Racing. Liz grew up watching races with her father and her grandfather, and she was later inspired to pursue her own racing career after taking auto tech classes in high school. So once again, our nominees this week, Tyler Rader, Chris Winchell, and Liz Pristella. And in November, we're going to reveal the 2017 Pit Crew All-Star Team during championship weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. Well, two years ago, Denny Hamlin won at Chicagoland with a torn ACL, no less. He knows a thing or two about this track, so he and Parker are going to show us more in the NBCSN iRacing Simulator. Parker, take it away. Sure thing, Carolyn. Now, we know Denny is a bit of an iRacer himself. You've been doing it, as you said, in the off-season a little bit. But as you pull off here, we get on the Chicagoland track. I'm curious. Imagine this is tomorrow. It's the first lap of practice. What are you focused on as you pull out there? Don't give away too many secrets to the competition, uh, of course. Boy, I hope my car is fast. <laughs> uh, I tell you what you usually do is we're all lined up leaving pit road. Kind of not not like that two by two like these yeah. guys. Hopefully they'll but, get going but, here. But too. like you're gonna be around all of your other playoff guys, and so you're always gauging like, am I? Are they pulling away, or am I pulling away from them? How's my car handling? Um, yeah. Right. yeah, we're up. we're in high gear. So we're getting Perfect. going here. So you're around the other guys, you're watching them, you go off the first yeah. lap, you're going to run the bottom probably. Yeah, you always, listen, on the first lap, you're always a little bit more conservative. you got to feel the car out. Um, you know, you're probably not driving in qualifying deep. So, But this is usually some of the fastest laps you'll run all weekend is right here uh, within the first couple laps. But, yep. Um, I always like to see... At Chicago, how's my car handling over the bumps, especially in turns uh, three and four? You yep. have to have a car that can maneuver. If you can pass uh, this many, this easily. Yeah, through the three bump. Three wide, I'll, I'll be your spot a little bit. You're still three wide. Got it. Three wide. Oh, got to push. Still got a guy outside, and we're still in the middle three wide. This is important there not to panic. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a moment that you could have panicked, but definitely. This is, this is tight stuff here for a practice. If you end up in this kind of pack in practice, I don't think you'd be learning much. Yeah, yeah. Well, learning might not or might be learning a lot. But That's true. Yeah, in yeah. practice, you would never see, uh, you know, a pack this tight. Uh, but it actually would be pretty useful. And what you'll notice in, in actual practice at Chicago, though, is usually the first guys to move up are always the fastest. So you mm -hmm. kind of block that out. You see it on the lap times. You're like, everyone's super impressed, but you're like... Well, that's going to wear out. That's not going to last very long. So you do everything you can to, uh, to to make sure your car is handling good and you can move around the racetrack. I yep. think the middle lane through in three and four is really where I'll try to get my car to work its best. And that was my next question, that top lane. Is that something you like to use? Is that like, uh, you know, something you think about, okay, I know what I need to get there, or do you focus on that in practice, right? You know, I, I know what I need to get there. It's just whether we can get our car to do it or not. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, over these bumps here, the front end is wanting to bounce up the racetrack. And when it does that, you put a lot of wheel in it. And next thing you know, you're snapping loose on exit. So getting in there with just a little bit of wheel 
letting the front end settle in slowly into those bumps is, is, is been a, a big help to me in the past. Got it. Well, Carolyn, considering he's won there, I've made sure to take all those notes mentally and make sure that I keep that for my own notebook going forward. But obviously we've seen what this guy knows very much so about Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. And if things don't work out, you may have a second career as a spotter. So just keep that, <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> just keep that in mind. Um, all right, plenty more still ahead. Uh, these two used to compete against each other on the track, but now Denny Hamlin and Dale Jarrett are in another contest, one that is much less stressful. Denny and DJ take it to the green. When we come back, oh, just short, DJ, just short. Not many go in that don't get there. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Our NBCSN coverage from Chicagoland begins tomorrow afternoon at 1230 Eastern. On Saturday, it's the regular season finale for the Xfinity Series. And Sunday, the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs begin. NASCAR America getting the day started at 1 Eastern. We're looking forward to it. So the playoffs are in Chicago. Oddly enough, not just the NASCAR playoffs, but on the PGA Tour, the FedEx Cup playoffs are also just outside Chicago for the BMW Championship this weekend. Golf Channel has coverage tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. NBC coverage is Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And that takes us right to the putting green with DJ and Denny. We should point out that before he decided on his NASCAR career, Dale Jarrett was offered a golf scholarship to the University of South Carolina. Denny Hamlin is the founder and commissioner of the Golf Guys Tour, which began play last year. And Denny was the inaugural champ and is in his second <laughs> this year. Is that is that true? I'm in second, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so take and it And my away. scholarship was many years ago, so let's say get that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, show us DJ what you was got. actually was a guest player on the Golf Guys Tour last year. I was, yeah. He I was on a run yeah. for a little while. Yeah, the front nine I was okay. So <laughs> then it went to the other end. All right. You all have a great time in doing that, don't you? We do. It's uh, We visit several golf courses um, around the Charlotte area and then other places as well. And, you know, we have eight events this year. So, uh, oh, close. Oh, in. Oh, look at there. At least I made one here. So we're doing, we're doing this four at a time. Yep. So, Danny, what is it that you get out of golf that oh. I was robbed? <laughs> that during the week, you compete at a high level Yep. on the racetrack. But what is it about golf that you enjoy? I mean, most people that I talk to, yeah. they're like, two sports couldn't be more different. I, I like the competition of it. I mean, I like that, you know, me and my competitors on the racetrack can enjoy the same things uh, in golf. Um, you know, I, it, it gets my mind away from racing, which is always good. Um, be good if I make a putt. Uh, but this has been my struggle this season. That's why I haven't won more events. Oh, but, really? Um, yeah, that's not good. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bunch of us racers that enjoy the same thing, and that's playing golf. Should I mention, Denny, by the way, that um, DJ had our studio manager um, scouting the greens before this took yeah. place? He had he had Dustin reading the greens. See, it goes in he not there. So. He not only did that, now he you, actually went out and got his putter for here, here, Here's a stupid, not stupid human trick here. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Is it going in? No. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm, prob I'm probably boy. better with just using one hand. See, that's what the old vets do, guys. They, yeah, they do the I'm one gonna, hand. I'm, I am putting us out of our misery right here because neither of you guys, you both sunk one. Is that? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Oh, oh that oh, was going in. That was going in. Denny, thank you so much for being with us. That's the it. End. We'll see you this week. Oh, he made it. We'll see you this weekend. Probably wasn't on air. <laughs>
This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.